Welcome to The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers, Ken and Glenn, as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, what a great song. Great tune. Hopefully they'll be playing that on Monday. We're looking forward yeah. to that. Yes. Monday, Monday, Monday. It's going to be th- good. I thought you were going to throw in the Monday song. You know the Monday song? Oh, what? Monday, Monday. 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 Yes. Yeah, see, you're not, you're not that young, are you? Yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't be singing. I think I remember my dad or my granddad listening to it at some point. Why did you do that? Why, why, do you have to do, why do you have to do that? Right then, well, listen, everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's another week of madness. Uh, Glenn, mm. let's do the usual. How has your week been? Busy, 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 but mainly with remortgage stuff, customers. A lot of customers doing protection, actually. A lot of oh, customers um, reviewing their stuff, life cover, critical illness, which is really good. Yeah. Because um, I think it's really important, and especially where people are trying to save money at the moment um after a conversation they're actually saying well you know what i can do it and it's important so loads of different conversations that i'm having with clients and so on my team we've been like i say we've been very very busy a lot of it is just people going right we need to do something we need to sort our rate out people that have maybe sat and waited and thought oh no this isn't going to last they've actually realized that i think this possibly may be the new normal yeah well Um, we're going to cover that aren't we yeah, been busy, been busy. Um, not so much life cover, though, which I um, I wish that was not the case. I wish more people were doing protection mm. with me. It's it's definitely an area that we need to keep people informed on. I think there's a lot of people that are looking at the cost of living crisis and saying, actually, I'd rather still watch Sky uh, mm. than protect my family. And listen, I'm not judging people do what they feel is right. Uh, but it would be nice to see people, as, as you're seeing, maybe taking up that uh, call to protect their families and protect themselves. Yeah. Um, but it has been busy. It has been busy. I mean, long hours, lots of stuff going on. Mm. And as we were discussing before, not only are we dealing with the work stuff, you've got your your normal life to deal with, haven't you? So, yeah. you know, it's just so it's, much it's going such on. A, it is such a balance, isn't it? And there, there is, it's just everything. And the thing is, I think some people do forget, or maybe they don't, but we're in this the same. You know, we've got um, mortgages, we've got bills utility bills etc etc so Mm. all the things do impact us as well so we do know how people are feeling it's not like we're sitting on a pedestal going oh we will talk to you about all this this isn't this and you know we we actually we're in the same boat um we're all paddling together (laughs) we are we are paddling yes trying to trying to reach ashore i think people do think also because we're brokers that maybe we get preferential rates and things like that but it's no it's just like when you talk to people who are self-employed so oh yeah i'm self-employed but that means they're not going to give me the same rate no it's all the same rate it's just how they underwrite you and it's Mm. no different for us it is the same so markets markets Mm. have and it is starting to sound like a really broken record at the moment but uh, i think people are fully aware the markets are a little bit unsettled, to put it mildly. Um, and as you were saying earlier about, you know, the rates and everything, is this the new normal? Have we just been, have we been living in a bubble for years and all mm. of a sudden that bubble's burst? And whilst people think that this is a horrible time to be in, is this the new normal, Glenn? My opinion, I think it's, I think it's a bit higher than the normal at the moment because I think it's so unsettled. 
Um, but I just can't see us seeing the the days of the one percents and the low twos for quite some time now. Yeah. I think realistically, we've got to be looking at the threes, fours, four and a halves as the new normal. Yeah. Um, again, it's my opinion. I haven't got a crystal ball. I could be completely wrong, but I just think that we had many golden years and if people and there's probably a lot of people that were able to buy the properties they're in now um and you know they managed to make some decisions and take advantage of them lower rates you know so there is a lot of positive still it's just harder for people now yeah um that are trying to buy but you know again it's it's like anything it it passes and it yeah. will pass and there'll be something else um but <laughs> i just always, think there's always something isn't the, there yeah exactly and i just think that people you know just really need to sort of like focus like we always say on the numbers of what it is now um but i, I mean what's your opinion do you think that we've been living in a bubble yeah I, well it has been a it's been a big bubble hasn't it? it's been a while when i first started advising when i first went self-employed as a mortgage broker back in 2009 uh, sort of 2010 um, we just come out of that crisis the two well we were we were still in it actually the 2008 sort of thing we were still feeling the repercussions in fact when people come to remortgage the standard variable rates of lenders were better than actually the fixed rates that were being offered by the lenders so a lot of people just weren't taking deals it was really hard um but i mean we were then mm. at that time we were at sort of eight percent interest rate to seven and eight percent sort of where we are now um, and at that time, if you just said to me, Ken, do you know what, in a couple of years, well, not even a couple of years, a little bit more than that, but in the future, we're going to have rates at a sub 2%. I've been, you're having a laugh. There's no way, there's no way I can see that. It just isn't, it isn't really, the reality mm -hmm. just isn't going to be there. And then it happened, but it didn't happen like overnight. And I think it was that gradual sort of reduction, reduction, reduction in the rates that we sort of just, every time a rate renewal was coming up, we just expected the deals to be better. And we've had such a long time of it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have come to market, the younger generations, you know, you sort of anywhere between, say, 30 to 45, let's say. They've had it good for so long. It's all they've ever known. So actually, they're just, they just haven't experienced this side of it. But I think you're right. I think the norm, the norm isn't now. The norm is going to come and the norm is going to be, in my opinion, and I think you echo this, around the three and fours. I think that's the norm. Mm. That's what we should be heading towards. I don't think we should be dreaming of the days of the twos and the ones. If it comes, fantastic. Let's embrace it. Now, I think if it does come again, Glenn, people are going to be looking for long-term fixed rates. They'll nail, they'll nail yeah. it down much longer than they did before because everybody was so, they expected cheaper deals the next time around. Loan-to-values would be lower because mm -hmm. it paid off some of the capital um, and people were just, their expectation was that it would be lower. Uh, this well, is, it wasn't long ago, was it, that, that they were saying um, for, for rates to be, under um basically negative because yeah. america done it for a bit and they were saying oh you know you'll 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 be a big reduction it's going to be great for people because there'll be no interest to be paid and this is like it's not going to work like that the banks need to make profit but i mean that's how far away we are now from where we were saying well people will will be a lot better off yeah um it's it's crazy isn't it how it's just changed it is. And, you know, you can look at history. I mean, we, you know, it, everything is in cycles. Uh, you know, property values can go down more often than not given the right amount of time. They always go up. Interest rates do rise. They do fall. I mean, obviously, we are in such a unique position with 
the war in Ukraine, the pressures, the external pressures, coupled with the cost of living crisis, coupled with the interest rates, it just feels like we're being squeezed from every angle right now, doesn't it? That's the problem. Mm. But amidst all of that, we're still getting new applications. We're still getting people looking to buy. We're still getting people looking to move. The desire, the why, the need is there still to do stuff. And that is a really nice, positive thing to be seeing. And people are still interested in doing that. So it's not all doom and gloom, like you say. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. there's so much positive. And I, I spoke to someone yesterday and their mortgage payment on an interest-only buy-to-let mortgage had gone up £700 a month. So their actual rent that they were getting now wasn't enough to cover what the actual um, new mortgage payment was going to be at the end of November. And they so were what, like, was, what was their reaction to that? Well, I was expecting them to just hang up the phone or come <laughs> to the office and bang the door down. Or yeah, yeah. But I think because I'd had the conversation before, saying, "Look, I'm going to make sure you're sitting down when I tell you the figures, because they're going to be a lot higher than you're expecting." Yeah. They're like, "Okay." So I sort of planted that seed early. I didn't know they were going to be like that. I mean, they were ridiculous. Um, but they said, "Look, you know, we." our heads not been in the sand we know we know it's a lot tougher um we just got to make a decision we've got whether we put the rent up considerably of our tenant who's been in there a long time who's been very very good but i'm sure they'll understand as well or the worst case scenario is that we sell the property um and that was just the response and i was like yeah. okay you know that's a really adult way of dealing with it is just gotta be, yeah, you're gonna be pra- yeah you're gonna be pragmatic about it there's no point jumping up and down and trying to throw your toys out of the pram it mm-hmm. is what it is it's just about how do you deal with it how is it going to be managed are you able to survive this period because rates will come down in the long term but can you survive this period we don't know how long it's going to be for and it's yeah. just about being pragmatic and sensible and and not shooting your broker <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's a big takeaway from that guys don't shoot your broker um yeah. you know none of we, them have got crystal balls no it's so hard some these these conversations are difficult and martin lewis he had a he had a very sort of um impromptu mortgage special uh which he did this week which was um again interesting to watch i was i was actually still in the office lisa called me down said martin's on tv doing a mortgage so i came down to to obviously watch it did you catch it i didn't see all of it i just saw a few little clips but yeah you can i mean i, I got the gist of it um, but what what was the key things that he really covered off? Well, the key things, obviously, is that we know we're in a crisis. How are people going to manage it? He had a chat with the chancellor um, and sort of put questions to the chancellor. And the way Martin's doing it is he said, like, I'm going to ask the questions. He's going to give the answers. You then tell me what you think about those answers that he's given. And like a lot of things, you know, he's a politician, isn't he, the chancellor? So there's a lot of evasion. There's no real true answers to anything. So you know, people are suffering this pain. What are you going to do to ease that pain? Oh, we've done the mortgage charter. Yeah, but there's people still struggling. Is there mm. anything else you're going to do? Well, we have to keep on course. You know, we need to bring inflation down. So what are you going to do? And there was no true answers from the chancellor. But I think what people really sort of saw is that, you know, there's a lot of people in this together. There's a lot of pain being felt. Um, and this mortgage charter, everybody's sort of jumping on the back of the mortgage charter to say, look, we've done this to try and ease that burden. But actually, is that mortgage charter actually going to fulfill what the the people need? So you and I both mm. know that a lot of lenders had already, for those that aren't aware of the mortgage charter, um, you might, where have you been? <laughs> where, where have you been? Um, yeah. it's, it's out there. You can you can look at it. It's on the internet. But basically, the government and the leaders of the, the, the top sort of nonchalant of the lenders all got together and said, what can we do? What can we put in place to try and help people that are struggling? 
And some of those measures, both me and Glenn will talk about things like putting you on an interest only for six months, you know, uh, not doing any, not doing any repossessions on properties for the next 12 months. Is there an extension potential? Can we extend your mortgage to actually stretch your mortgage out and reduce payments? So these are the measures. These are the sort of things that are doing it. And when it first came out, 75% of all the main lenders jumped on board, said we will be a part of it. And that number has increased. Mm. Um, I mean, are you getting a lot of questions about the mortgage charter, Glenn? Not really. I did right at the beginning. A lot of people were, were like, oh, can I go interest only? And can I can I extend the term? Can I do this? But when when you go into the detail and you say, look, you go, okay, you're, you're gaining short term for six months. But long term, you're paying more interest. Your payments are going to go up. Um, you know, it's not. Like I think we mentioned last week, it's not a silver bullet that's going to help long term. It's just easing the pain short term. Yeah. Um, and I think when we drill it down, and especially when you sit with a broker and they can see your income and expenditure, and especially if you've got excess, if you're fortunate enough to have it, and you look at it and go, right, we well, can actually afford it. It's annoying. It's very frustrating and it hurts but you don't need to take this interest-only option unless you really, really can't pay it. And yeah. I think a lot of people go, no, all right then. Well, the thing is, people just see the short-term solution, don't they? So they say, okay, our payments are going to go down, but they're not going to go down as much as I think people are expecting. The interest-only side of things isn't going to make their payments go down by £1,000 in most cases. It's going to be maybe a couple of hundred if mm. you know depending on the size of your loan and everything else but don't forget guys if you take that interest only what you're doing is you're not paying your capital where's that capital then going to go it's going to get added on to the rest of your balance so yeah. if you keep the term the same your mortgage payments have got to go up to obviously still pay that money back in that same time frame and if you're not doing that that means you've got to stretch your payments out to extend your term which means you pay more interest over the course of the mortgage so it's all you're doing really is sort of your Putting a, you're putting a plaster over the wound, but then you're having to rip it off and it starts to bleed again. So you've just got to be mindful of, of both the pros and the cons and be fully aware before mm. you start jumping onto the boat. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's good that they're trying to do something, but I, I still don't think it's enough. I yeah. think they do need to do something else. I don't know what, um, but you know, having these conversations with real people it's really challenging and people are like thinking about downsizing their houses, their forever homes that they've worked really hard for because they just can't afford for the next couple of years to pay yeah. that sort of mortgage payment. That is heartbreaking. It is. Um, um, we've, we've talked about this before and we've, we've got people mm. that are actually moving geographical locations, moving to areas that are a little bit more affordable and selling and moving from areas that they really want to live in. It's, it's quite sad from that side of it, but Again, at least people have been, again, we talked about being pragmatic before. People are taking decisions that they feel are best for their families. That's all you can do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. again, you know, on, on a, a positive, when I bought my first property, and I know I've mentioned it many times, but in 2008, I was a first-time buyer and I bought my property. It was a flat in Essex and um, it was £180,000, which was a lot back then for a flat. And my rate was 7.89% for a five-year fixed. Yeah, and it was all I could get. And I yeah. was like, yep, I will have that. Thank you very much. Because I didn't know about really any different to lower rates. So that was just the payment. To me well, they, but they, the lower it. rates didn't exist though, did they? The ones and twos and threes, they didn't exist then. No, I mean, I think some of them for about a year afterwards, because I worked in the bank and some of my older colleagues were like, oh, I'm on a two-year fixed at five point blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
oh, okay, I'm on 7.89 for five years. And they were like, you're mad, you're mad, absolute madness. And I was yeah. like, well, I haven't got a choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what was available to me at the time. Um, and I guess there's a lot of people experiencing that now, not up to the 7.89s in a lot of cases, but it could get there. We, do, we just don't know. But the difference is, is property prices are, yeah. depending on where you buy, it are obviously more expensive. So, yeah, there's loads of factors now. There are. I mean, one point I will raise um, that Martin said, and this was about the mortgage chart again. It's really the focus of that show. Uh, the mortgage crisis, what can we do? And one of the things he was saying is with the people, the lenders that have come onto the mortgage charter, they are now allowing that their clients can actually remortgage, can do a product transfer up to six months. And I think the key thing there was up to. So in everybody's mind, they think, oh, right, okay, so now I can do it six months early. But the truth of the matter is there are some lenders that come on to the mortgage charter that still are not offering a six-month window opening for product transfers to happen. Uh, and, I, and I won't name them because at the end of the day, what I would suggest is that if you have got a mortgage that's up for renewal, and we did, I did this thing last week, didn't I, where I said, you know, mortgage announcement, you know, a warning, do get in touch with the brokers. And I was saying, get in touch with the brokers six months in advance of your rate coming to an end. Because even if these lenders are not able to allow you to do a product transfer, and let's say it's four months or three months still, it doesn't stop you from looking at the rest of the market and doing a remortgage. And those mm. mortgage offers will last for six months. And that will allow you then to maybe steal a moment in time at a rate and say, okay, well, at least I've got that. And then if, when my lenders come open, if they do have something that's better, I can always still do the product transfer and cancel the remortgage. There's lots of work for brokers because we're, we're doing work and doing work and we're unlocking and locking. But at the end of the day, if it helps you out, that's what we're here for. Exactly. Do you know what? And I personally don't mind doing all that extra work because we don't get paid extra for it. Well, our business definitely don't. We don't mm. charge um, again. And if it gives that customer peace of mind and it gives them that option, you know, it's, at the end of the day, no customer, no business. So it just makes sense to, to look after. And it's, you know, I think it's a moral thing as well. If there's a better rate out there, you should be sort of having that conversation but again on the other side as well people need to be aware that mortgage brokers have hundreds of clients um so you know it, it it's something that you as a customer as well should really keep your eye on yeah. touch base with your broker and say is there anything different you know it's been a couple of months let me know um and then and keep that communication line open because that's the worst thing you don't want to to not have that communication with your broker and then you miss out potentially on a deal um so yeah, it's uh, it, it's important to do that. But yeah, yeah but we we're not miracle workers, are we? <laughs> we're not, and we're not, uh, and we do need time away from the office. So there are going to be hundred percent. There are going to be moments whereby maybe an email will come through that we miss purely because we've decided foolishly maybe to have a break. Well, what, <laughs> yeah. were, you, what were we? Not thinking? allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> so um, it, it's a tag team thing, you know. We're both in this together. We want to work together. We're both aiming to get you the best result. So you know, it's good for both of us to be on the same page. And on that note, we've been um, we've been asked loads of questions. You know how it works, guys. We're gonna mm. we're gonna do questions from our uh, from our listeners, from our TikTokers, from LinkedIn, from a variety of people. Um, and one of the things, um, shall we get straight into the questions? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah, So go I'll send this one over to you then, Glenn. So we've got mm. Billy H five six eight two. Um, should I wait until two thousand and twenty four to buy? A lot of people have said this, actually. I've had this a lot on TikTok. Shall I just wait and keep saving? Because the savings rates are higher at the moment. Well, some. Um, and I guess it just boils down to what you want to do. And I know I've mentioned this before, and I'm saying like a broken record, but it really is the truth. If you, if, I, if you want to move now, and you can afford to move now on the rates as they are now, 
and you're motivated, then move. Yeah. You know, if the figures stack up, then do it. Don't wait. If, you, if you're really, really motivated to move, but say someone down the pub or at work or family member saying, oh, no, wait, property prices are going to drop. Just don't, you can't guarantee anything. No one can guarantee anything. They might go up and then you'll be going, oh, you told me, you know, if they go down, then great. But there's no guarantee in anything, especially in this market at the moment. So I guess it just comes down to your individual um, drive of whether you want to move or not. And like I said, if the numbers stack up, then buy. If you're not ready there, if you're not ready with a deposit yet, and you may be, you know, like, renting or you might stay in at home and you're not just not 100 certain if you're buying with someone else and you think oh our relationship is not that far down the line but we, we feel we've pressured to buy a property because of the market and then don't you know you've got to go with your gut and feel comfortable it's a big ass it's a big uh asset for you but it's also a big debt getting a mortgage I, i'm and glad you i'm glad you carried on that word then because uh <laughs> nobody wants to nobody nobody should be put out there with a big ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah you know it's it's horses for courses do it if you want to don't if you don't exactly right yeah echo that um you know if you're wise strong enough and you you know it's affordable go for it 100 what else have we got glenn so we have this i'm going to throw this to you we've got carly 77 blue eyes I wonder if she's got blue eyes um should i keep saving for a 15 percent deposit over a 10 percent deposit Great question, Carl. Make a and, uh, um, not if you've got blue eyes. No, you should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, color of your eyes will not dictate the level of loan to value and deposit you should put in, just to throw that out there in case someone decides to have a pop. Uh, Carly, um, listen, I think the key thing is back in the day, and, and back in the day was not that long ago, um, actually a 15% over a 10% would give you a much better interest rate. Right now, the interest rates, the difference between them is marginal. And I think what it's got to come down to is if you have found a property and going back to what Glenn was just saying now about buying a property, if you find something that you truly want, then now might be the right time to do that. You might not yet have that 15% deposit together. And therefore, if the lender is still willing to lend you up to 90% of the loan to value, then should you wait and do 15 or should you go for it? Now, that's it's only something you can answer if you truly want it. So, you know, you've got to make that call. But I think, you know, having a 15% deposit means you're going to be borrowing less money, means your loan's going to be lower. Hopefully your mortgage payment's going to be lower. So there, there is value in it. But it's whether or not there's an opportunity to buy something you truly want as to whether or not. And how long is it going to take you to save it? It might be that that 5% extra is going to take you a year. Saving's hard when you're paying for the cost of living and everything else anyway. So how soon do you want to move? How soon do you want to make this dream happen? Those are the sort of things I want to know. Yeah absolutely mirror that and again it goes back to the individual mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot of this with the press the press blanket like yeah i'm going to mention it because when we saw that post i know you've done a really good video on it on tiktok um this week or last week about the average mortgage rate is 6.66 percent was it 6.6 yeah. something and you just think that okay that's the average but they, i'm still doing loads of mortgages that start with a five yeah um, because it obviously, as you said in, rightly in your video, that average is factoring in people that have got bad debt or, you know, they're, they used to be called subprime lenders, but the, you know, they're lenders that will help people that maybe have had a little blip on their credit file or something has happened to them. So the rates are higher because they're higher risk. 
And they've averaged that out. And I just think there's no need. It, it sells papers and mm. clickbait, but there's no need really for the market to, to in, in already a worried, fragile market. They're throwing out these rates, whereas it should be. However, there are many rates out there on the market which still start with a five. But it's currently. not. It's not. It's not a headline, is it? You know, it's not going to pull people in or make people read. So there is I a know. lot of that. I mean, when I did the post, I mean, I I don't know where the terms come from, whether I made it up or whether or not I heard it from somewhere else. But the subprime market, as as Glenn's referring to there, I call adverse friendly. Um, because I think you made that up. I think I made it up, didn't I? But <laughs> I like it. I do like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you just don't know where it's come from, and you're like you know, adverse friendly, and I'm like subprime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you sound like it's transformers and i sound like i'm going to a clown party uh you know there's a bit of a difference isn't there but it is it they are the, when i say friendly they want your business because mm. you're adverse and they're going to pay more for it but they're like in the sevens and the eights and i mean i saw, I saw something i think it might have been together we all know anybody that's dealt with together know that they're there for anything else they catch up everything i'm sure i saw rates like 11 percent um now don't quote us on any of these rates guys at the moment of us doing these recordings <laughs> these are the sort of deals that we're seeing um mm. but you're quite right the average if you add all those sevens and eights in of course it's going to pull it all up it's naturally going to do that and when i put that tiktok out and then i, I put, also put it on linkedin uh that moment in time that's exactly how it was and then of course every day since then lenders have been pulling rates and coming mm. back with deals that are over six percent so mm -hmm. actually, in a very short space of time, that statement will actually be true. But at the time I did the did the post, it wasn't, and I just felt yeah. let's let's call it as we see it, which is this is just this is just scaremongering, you know, is. Um, yeah. which is a real shame. Brilliant. Well, let's see what else is happening. So we have Jill Jennings, zero zero. I'm mm. fifty. Can I still get a mortgage, Glenn? Of course you can, Jill. But there's loads of factors we need to have a look at first before we out. say yeah before we say yes. Um, so being 50 isn't isn't an issue at all. 50's young, isn't it, Ken? Damn is, yeah. 50's yeah. like the new 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't know. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. That's all right. Um, so, um, yeah. So in answer to that question, the, the age isn't the issue. Um, what it is, is that the term with the lender, so some lenders go all the way up to 80, some even more currently, but there's loads of factors. So you need to know whether you've got a pension or if there's a pension that you're contributing to, you can evidence that on your pay slip. Then some lenders will go up to, to um, that age. Obviously, the longer the term, it means that your monthly payments are less. There are some lenders that, or a lot of lenders that go up to the age of 70. Um, so again, you've got to factor in for that 20 year term. If you're getting a new mortgage, can you pay that mortgage, that monthly payment over that 20 year term? So we, you, as a broker, you would need to look at all of them factors. Also, the other factors are no different to anyone else, whether you're buying with your 21 years old, you know, if you've got a good, clean credit history, if you had any blips, what's your income, what's your expenditure, what's your deposit? Um, so the age isn't really an issue it just um, reduces options with certain lenders um, dependent on how your pay structure is set up yeah. and how long you want the mortgage for. Um, I mean, would you, would you agree or add to that or tell me I'm wrong? No, I won't tell you. Oh, I'd never tell you you're wrong, Glenn. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what a relationship this is. Um, but I echo what you're saying. As a more mature person, in this relationship um i've had to get mortgages as an older person and 50 is is not a problem but everything that glenn said it's not just your age it's affordability it's credit profile there's there's many other factors that 
have to be sort of put into that, Jill. Um, but yeah, no, 100% what Glenn said, don't be put off because you're a little bit more mature than some of the younger folks. Still go for it. If it's something you want, reach out. Let's do it. 100%. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, we've got another one. So we have Ivan Icecar. What a cool name. Uh, I've seen someone on TikTok, maybe you can, maybe me, saying Glenders are lending 20% less. Is this true? Well, it wasn't me. And I did the video. And it was not okay. me. It cool. was not me. Uh, uh, I don't know who that would be then. But um, no. but yeah, so I've seen someone on TikTok saying lenders are lending 20% less. Is this true, Ken? Sorry, I've just realized I have a nice car. Uh, I have a nice, I have a nice car. I have, I have a nice car. I have a nice car. And uh, what was, what else? And a nice combine harvester. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, I've got a nice uh, I'll I'll give you the key. Tea. No, oh, I'll give it? you the key. My goodness, you you kids, man. You're just making up your own <laughs> lyrics. Ivan Oscar. Well, well, you wrote the song. Yeah, well, it's in a past life when I used to wear dungarees before Lisa, and she stopped me wearing things like corduroys. <laughs> she just said no more. I had to put them in the bin. So Ivan Oscar. Um I know the post that you're referring to. I know who did it. And I'm not sure where that information has come from for that particular mm. broker. Um, now, it's true to say that lenders' capacity to lend has reduced. So um, we keep saying back in the day, I mean, we say it like it was in the 1960s. It was only six months a year or even, even less in some cases. But some lenders were lending five on a regular. Some lending were, and that's times income. Some were doing a 4.75 times income. But at the moment, a lot of lenders are doing 4.49 times income. Now, there's other things to factor in and affordability, credit profile, financial commitments, other things that will drag that number down. But that's just sort of a baseline, if you like. So there are lenders now that are not lending as much as they were. 20%? I can't really comment on that. Um, but there's definitely, I wouldn't say less appetite, but they're being a bit more cautious with how much they will lend. And mm. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think with interest rates as high as they are, one of the things that caught a lot of people out was with low interest rates and high levels of lending, it just meant people stretched themselves to the, the limits. Whereas I think if the maximum amount that they would lend was lower and if interest rates were higher, people would have reined in their budgets a little bit. And that's not that's not a bad thing. But 20% is not something I'm seeing. And I think that person yeah. who has done that post, who probably isn't listening to this because I don't think they look for education from us, um, I think they need to go back and maybe redress that because I don't know how you could just pluck that figure out of thin air. Yeah, I do find it frustrating as well when I know that there's people on social media that aren't qualified brokers and aren't even in the industry, but they throw videos out there and it just causes like chaos. Um, and you do feel like you're here to mop up the information. But hey, that's yeah. what we're here for. But it the is. other thing, um, yeah, I was going to say the other thing that with with mortgage lenders is that sometimes they do reduce what they're looking to lend to clients because they have a pot basically of cash and they have a budget of an amount that they need to lend out and it might well be that actually they've they've filled that quota so they don't need to as a business like any business you know they look at their profits and losses and stuff like that and they don't need to lend that money out so um they reduce it for them people to go oh actually i can't get enough with x bank so i'm going to try y bank mm. and then they can um and they may be have not fulfilled their their pot so they need to they need to lend and it, it changes all the time we find this as brokers don't we that we, we can do. go in to within two days before do a mortgage uh, well mortgage calculator with a bank and then you go back same figures and it's 
20, 30 grand less. And you're thinking, well, hang on a minute. But you speak to the bank, what's the reason? They go, oh, yeah, we've just tightened it up, but that might be reduced and we might, you know, release that tightening up method yeah. uh, in a couple of days' time. So, and, yeah. and, there are, and there are lenders that actually are still lending quite healthy limits. I mean, we've yeah. got people, if you're earning over 75 grand, there's a lender that will lend up to five times again, subject okay. to all the criteria. If you're in a professional, like an accountant, a doctor, solicitors, there's lenders that will look at those professions and the fact that they've got this increase in scale of income and they will look to maybe lend more there. And also there's some lenders that if you do a two-year fix, they'll lend X. And if you do a five, they'll stretch it a little bit further. So from that perspective, you know, there are variations on this theme. It's not one, one shoe fits all. Um, so, you know, it's all about engaging with a good broker to assess your needs, assess the lenders and look at the criteria. And with that in mind, you should get the best deal that you possibly can at that time. 100%. Excellent. Absolutely. So we've got one more. Can we squeeze one more in? We can. So let's, uh, did I answer that? Did you answer that? I answered that, didn't I? So it's yours. Boris, oh, it's me. This Boris Karloff. Do you know 2020. that name? I do know that name, but where is it? I will tell you in a minute because it's an age thing again. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Boris Karloff, 2020. I've heard a lot of people ask about two and five year deals on fixed rates, but are these all that's available, Blaine? I will answer that question, but I want to know who that is. Boris, Boris Karloff, only because I'm older than you, mate. Boris Karloff is a horror um, actor from the way back in the day of black and whites. He was massive. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, the man they, the man they killed twice. Um, he did so many horror films. And when I say horror, not horror of the blood and gore of today, that suspenseful horror, like the hammer horrors. Uh, he was massive mm. back in the day. Huge. As a kid. I'd see his films on little black and white TVs. Um, amazing. Amazing. Boris Karloff, the man, the man they killed twice is a great film. Go watch it. See, that's so strange because my dad's in his 70s. And I remember when I was younger, if I used to, like, I don't know, fall over or something like that, he'd go, oh, you're right, Boris Karloff, you are. Oh, really? Okay. And I'd go, oh, okay. And then I'd just get up and walk that's, off. I've but, never I've that, never heard it used in that way. I know. Yeah. But that doesn't even make sense, does it? Yeah, so it's no, like, um, it, I've heard gone, like you've gone for a serial burn. killer. You've gone for a burn. <laughs> Have you heard that? Oh, he's gone no. for a burn. He's slipped. He's gone for a burn. Again, where oh, no, that sounds something, something else. He's gone I, for a burn. No, I, I, it's a northern thing, I think. I think that was a Yorkshire oh. thing when I was living in Yorkshire. But yeah, I thought he was going to go back to toilet talk no. like we do. <laughs> no, we're not doing that this week. We've got roughly about three minutes left, Glenn. What is the answer to Boris's oh, question? Oh, so, sorry, Boris. You want me to read it again? Okay, no, it's good. I've got okay. it. I've heard a lot of people ask about two and five year deals on fixed rates, but are these all that's available? Uh, in answer to that, currently from recording this video, no, there are still other uh, products, loads of other products available. You've got discounted variable, you've got trackers. Yes, you've got two, you've got five year fix, you've got three year fix. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, but there was a few 10 year fix still floating yeah, about. 10. And a seven. Uh, and a seven. random, yeah, a yeah, seven. So, yeah, there's still loads of options. But again, you know, if you walk into your bank, um, they can only offer what they can offer. So, that you know, as well, we always stress that to reach out to even myself or Ken, um, we're brokers. Obviously, we can, we've got a whole comprehensive range of lenders we can look at and all of their products. Even if it's not us, just speak to a good broker, do your research, feel comfortable with them, um, and then have a look at that because there are loads of options out there for everybody. Don't read too much into the press because speak to someone who does it daily. Yeah, I think that's great. And if anybody out there knows why Glenn's dad is saying you've done a Boris Karloff, 
um reach out let us know let us <laughs> i don't even think he knows <laughs> <laughs> or if you've gone for a burton why they're saying it uh honestly i have no idea why these things get said wow we've covered quite a lot in the time that we've had the allotted time uh which mm. we we try and keep our podcast uh, contained to um guys if you're out there and you're listening you've got any questions or you know there's something that is burning for you to to know and you want to reach out and ask us send us in a question and let us know is there anything and also else? yeah i was going to say also like the podcast and follow and mm -hmm. share please guys because the more that we get the more that we do um and it's it's really great to get feedback because yeah, it's obviously me and ken talk all the time and we talk all the time to each other on here but we'd love to get the feedback from from everyone if you're a listener and if you see our posts go on linkedin instagram tiktok any sort of social media platform please touch base because we love hearing from you if you've got any ideas or anything you want us to cover off as well yeah. then reach out because you guys are our content you are indeed and we hit a milestone uh, this last week um we'd hit over 500 listens on our podcast which is amazing i had yeah. a quick look last night it was up to 530 listens on wow. our podcast which for a small two-man band like ours is i think it's just very impressive and, and yeah. a testament to you guys um taking the time to listen so thank you thank so you. we are we are going to wrap it up then for another week mm -hmm. so good. it's a goodbye from ken and it's goodbye from glenn goodbye, goodbye.